when you're a keyboard war keyboard warrior out there or something <laughs> happens at work or you got to call customer service take a breath and remember that life happens and just be nice yeah i heard you say start a feud with, <laughs> with that's all i heard i heard when something goes bad start a feud Welcome to the What's Up Verdict Podcast, where we fashion ourselves television judge and jury. My name is JJ Crowder. I'm here with my co-host, Mattson Heiner. Better red than dead. <laughs> Alec Burgess. Let's get it. I'm impressed at how good that actually turned out. <laughs> I'm not doing it because it'll sound like crap, and I'm not ruining it. Um, we appreciate you tuning in. Thanks for joining us. We are here live. We're talking about um, the Rings of Power and now the House of the Dragon. So, Hang out with us. Let's chit-chat about it. But before you do that, go ahead, hit the like, subscribe, bell notification button, follow us, whatever it is that keeps you coming back for more, hit that button. We appreciate it. Tell your friends about us. Uh, helps grow the podcast. Um, yeah, we appreciate that. So let's talk uh, House of the Dragon. We had the big time jump, 10 years. Uh, we had the actor changes. and almost felt like a whole new pilot. I, I'm not really that. a fan about a lot of the actor okay. changes, to be fair. honest. I miss fair, the younger, fair. younger ones yeah i really maybe it's i mm, this is hard for me because i like this show and i'm just get i was just getting into forgiving all the mistakes of the last two seasons of game of thrones and just as i was getting comfortable with this show and enjoying it a lot we get this weird change up and i realize why we get it and I'm not saying that they're not good. It's just that it's jarring to me. I, I really liked the young Rhaenyra. I didn't really care much about, I didn't care either way about Allison, but I really liked the younger Rhaenyra. And I don't know how I feel about the older one. That's exactly kind of what I was into. And then we had like, uh, Kristen Cole didn't change. Same actor. Yeah. And he didn't even look uh, older. Like, he just got a haircut. Yeah, so I was sitting there going, I was like, why? <laughs> he got more dickish, though. That's fair. Yeah, but you had, you know, Rhaenyra and Allison, who you know, two completely different people, changed yeah. so much, and then Kristen Cole didn't. He just, they could have combed hair. in some more gray. I think that would have been appropriate. Yeah, I think they could have done a number of things, because even Harwin Strong, like Breakbones, looks, he looks he's the same actor, but they thinned his hair out and, like, put some gray in his beard very different from the guy that beat the hell out of everybody at the wedding right like it was just like why is he but yeah that's a great point why is Kristen cole not changed but we should say king viserys like the dude looked like he aged 100 years and they hit that one on the head i was like man they know how to make someone look like two two drinks away from death or something yeah he looks rough so the rumor is that what he has is leprosy so that's Mm kind of what like why he's constantly got the sores, things like that. They haven't, I don't obviously in the show, they haven't confirmed that, but I was reading that, that that's what they've kind of, the showrunners have kind of said it's a form of leprosy. So we'll see hmm. how that goes. I would have given him grayscale. Same thing. Right. The problem it's is if they give him grayscale, he can't be around anyone. They'll isolate him because well, they don't have a same thing with leprosy. Fair. That's fair. <laughs> 
Touche. Hey, leprosy in their universe is different than the Bible. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, there you go. It's crazy. Yeah, Oh, I love it. I love it. And maybe it, it maybe it is grayscale and they've just been so busy peeling all the skin and infection away that it never actually manifested as solidified. Yeah, as grayscale itself cuz we learned in from Mormont that you can just peel that shit off and you're good. But well you were talking about JJ. I have, I'm trying to I was trying to think when we were getting ready for this podcast of a TV show or and movie to an extent a little easier to think about but a tv show where you had like a character that was pretty well liked being rhaenyra and then all of a sudden just gone because the age change and it's it, it i mean it's it's hard to come back from that because yeah i don't really like the new rhaenyra as well but it's not really that actor's fault or anything it's just her mannerisms her level of delivery and things it's not the added what i think what's hardest to me is young rhaenyra's kind of arrogance and attitude uh, and confidence and kind of mischievousness did not translate to the older Rainier in my opinion she's much more just kind of straightforward a little bit more black and white in her emotions in my opinion and I left me wanting more and it's going to be hard to kind of I, I'm sure I will forget it, especially if this is Rainier we have for multiple seasons uh, but yeah I just hard and I don't think they set themselves up for success there but was there really another way I don't know yeah I don't know I mean I get it because I don't know that you could have drug out this season because I think ideally yeah I guess you could have done that season sure of the younger actresses and actors but I don't know that there's enough story to do it without it feeling forced because the one thing that I will give these showrunners with this content is so far they've really stuck to the source material and what's written in fire and blood and and i like that there's they're filling in some gaps and kind of one of the things that they're doing is it seems like where the book itself comes from like a third party or three different third party perspectives with the perspective of they're all three all three of them are coming from a perspective of the typical vision or point of view of the kingdom at the time right so very heavy male perspective focused on the males that's why they talk a lot about king viserys and his reign they talk a lot about the the sons of rhaenyra and alicent and then they mention alicent and rhaenyra because rhaenyra is the heir apparent and you have Allison, who's the has given this the king two sons so it's it's one of those things where but we're seeing in this show it's more about the women so there's it's a different perspective than the book so they're filling in some of the gaps as well but they're really sticking to the source material quite well which i like so i don't know that they could have done a full season with the younger without kind of filling in gaps that we they would have been making things completely up so I'm okay with it. But to your point, Matt, and usually in a movie, you get like 15, 20 minutes of a young, we've got six hours of, or five hours of a young, these younger actors and their perspectives and how they are. And you're right. I think my problem with Rhaenyra is she doesn't translate uh, as well. Allison, it felt like a smoother transition for me because the actress acted all 
she continued on with that being pissed at Rhaenyra and her situation of being this old king's wife that's constantly wondering how the future is going to go because her son's not the the heir, and so she's constantly having to worry about what her dad told her and the and the queen, the princess coming after her kids, and she seemed like she was in the same place. But Rhaenyra seemed even up until the point like I was okay with the change at the end where it's like, screw this. I'm not doing this anymore. Let's get the hell out of here. We're going to go do our own thing. But it was, it just felt like she wasn't because Rainier always struck me as kind of smart, just very young. Rainier was smart, but she made some rash decisions that got her in trouble. This one seems like her whole life is a giant rash decision followed up with stupid decisions. Yeah. She's just flaunting, her like maybe cloak and dagger a little bit more than <laughs> like I thought they would have at least tried to have a kid together you know and attempt that even if yeah he clearly is not interested in her and her and him but do what they said at the beginning for the sake of the realm and their their people and but it doesn't I mean maybe she did but it doesn't seem like she really cared and it's like wow you're like really just flaunting it to the kingdom and those that know like hey I don't care this is who I'm banging and, and I'm cool with it yeah yeah but that aside still an interesting show and i like i'm really enjoying uh laris strong the club foot that guy's little weasel <laughs> yeah but like you know little foot or little foot little finger did some dumb shit you know stop it <laughs> <laughs> now nah, i want to go watch that movie um, Littlefinger did some gnarly shit, but this guy burned his own brother and dad down, like, just to win favor with the queen. Like, damn. Well, not win favor, blackmailer. Well, that too, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're kind of stuck at this point. Yeah, he, he clearly didn't really like his brother and dad if he's willing to do that. Like, jeez. Yeah. He's the most Game of Thrones part of this show, because I was oh, actually thinking... Sure. Uh, earlier in the episode, I was like, where's all the cloak and dagger or, you know, the knife in the dark type of stuff. And it, it showed up later. But at the beginning, I was like, you could solve this succession problem really easy. Yeah. Hire a gray man. Yeah. Job done. Yep. Um, but I mean, they're just perfectly content as it is to argue back and forth and, you know, jostle for position instead of just you know knife in the dark and guess what we got a new queen or new king yeah well and what is it with these knuckleheads that can't control themselves like you know like seriously breakbones has to know at this point that he's in a tenuous position like you have the queen has three children that do not look anything like her husband like nothing like her like <laughs> and the fact that the king is just blindly pretending he doesn't see the difference like even to the point of i mean he's kind of a smart old weirdo because he like in the very first thing he's like oh i think he's even got his dad's nose like because you can't what are you gonna do argue with the king hell no the dude just he just told you you're not gonna say that this isn't my daughter's and my son-in-law's kid so bite me and because he doesn't want to deal with that right so but there's no way that anybody has any question about that so why as being break bones now and this whole thing where he loses his mind and beats the hell out of Kristen cole that isn't in the book like they gave that perspective there right so it's like 
they added that as flavor because all you get in the book is that harwin and his dad got burnt up at heron hall and nobody actually knew there were rumors and there were this that and the other so it is what it is but yeah i mean it was just like wowza so now this one's interesting too so uh, sorry if I screw up your name. Chantez, Chantez Adkins brings up a great point here. Nobody cared but the queen. It's not wrong. Everybody gave some side-eye looks, right? But the only one that cared is Allison. So it's a great point because she's all pissed for a number of reasons. But Well, because her moral compass has now been compromised to an extent. So she's got dirt or blood or whatever you want to say on, on, on herself and... You just wonder where that's going to take her because you look at like Cassian, who clearly has become just a pompous ass dick and has leaned into it now that he's been kind of absolved. And does the queen kind of lean more into that or does she try to correct her wrongs but overcorrect in the wrong way? Like, but I think mean, I think that's where Game of Thrones is at its best is those back alley decisions. Yeah, and all the intrigue that nobody finds out about until it's too late and you're like, damn it. Well, she even when she was talking to what's his bucket, Clubfoot, um, talked about how bringing her dad back, it's not going to be non-partial decisions, but they're going to be partial to her now. Like, that's all she's after. She wants decisions to be in her favor um, rather than them being, you know, non-partial or just kind of the right decision. She wants them to favor her now. Sure. Well, and I don't envy her, right? Because the king's always going to protect his heir. And, you know, it's his only kid from his original marriage which i loved the part in the show where all this shit's going sideways and you see him in his room crying over his wife's over emma's ring you're like oh god it's just i don't like allison but you have to kind of feel for her in a way because she's in just this terrible place like her dad shoved her into this marriage for power and now she's stuck in this position where like she told her kid like she told Eamon, like or Aegon, you are the problem, right? Like, you're going to be targeted, period, because you're it. You're the threat, period, which that whole scene was a little weird. Like, I, I mean, I get that what they're trying so to show. weird. Like, Aegon, like, I felt like they were trying to have, like, a, a the boys moment. Like, <laughs> but it was just like, look. There were other ways you could show Aegon as a weird dick. I was worried that they're gonna have a window. old Game of Thrones moment where, like him and the mom, she's like, "Oh," and he's like, "Oh," and I was just thankful that they went no. Yeah. Yeah, that was weird. Don't put it past Game of Thrones. I'm just saying. I, I did laugh though because I think that's the same window that that uh, one of the Baratheon Tommen. kids jumped that Common Baratheon jumped out of in the in game of thrones but uh chantez has got another great comment here right right she's only stuck because of her father and so now she's angry absolutely she's angry which is terrible too because now her dad's coming back so who knows what other shitty positions he's gonna put him in so right yeah you have to feel for her but at the same time it's like gray man invest all right. problems will go away either that or like you had a choice so in my brain i'm like make friends with her like all you had to do was be like look i didn't get to sleep around but that doesn't mean that you can't right if you want to go bang your uncle have fun you want to go you want to bang your 
guard have fun there too don't be don't be jealous because then this whole problem goes away if you're like best friends right again i dare you to tell a woman to not be jealous day jj see what happens <laughs> sure i mean look i say that and in the same position i'd be pissed but <laughs> talk just saying cheap, it's an JJ. option right um i yeah. want to talk about damon and lena and that whole it seems like he was so why help me understand why he was he like in a different kingdom and he was a guest and they're trying to use him for the dragons and he was he's fine and happy with that because he want to deal with this past i would help me understand that a little bit more sure i'm going to drop some book knowledge on you here that'll help explain that but first chantez confirms that it was the window that tom and jumped out i love it um uh ooh, that's a good point she came up look we i love when our the listeners and watchers jump in because Chantez got another one. Now the friendship was lost once she married her father. That's a fair point. I that would do it. Yeah. I tend to forget that, you know, your best friend married your dad. That's your stepmom. That shit gets weird. I, <laughs> fair enough. Touche. You win. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so Damon and Lena. In the book, Damon and Lena get married. They go have some kids. They go fly around on their dragons, and they travel the world on their dragons. She has uh, Vagar. He's got, uh, oh, whatever, his Kavax, or I can't remember, uh, Kavaxia. Anyway, it's something with a Vax in it. She uh, So they fly around, and they go to all these places. Lease, they go to uh, Tyrosh. They go to all these different places. Um and really, they did change their story in this. So Lena dies, but not until later. She actually has three kids, and then they go, and they are at Dragonstone for years with Rhaenyra um, and Lenor. So they're hanging out. They become really good friends with Rhaenyra's family. So it's like this, Here's and they're part of like the black group, right? So the blacks and the greens, they're on Dragonstone with them everybody's having a good time for years everybody's growing up together and then there's Alicent and her and the king that are in king's landing there's a separation there now lena does die but not in childbirth she gets sick i don't remember what happens but she doesn't actually make it to vagar she tries to get to vagar um to take a last ride but doesn't make it so they kind of twisted that and change that story. I get why they need to truncate the timeline, move it forward. So we continue with the story. And I like the way that Lena was like, screw this. I'm not going out this way. I'm going out like a dragon rider. And the other thing that I like about it is it parallels what Damon was going through with his brother Viserys at the same time, because it's almost the exact same situation where Viserys made a joke or Damon made a joke about it and was a dick and now he's in this situation with a woman that he actually loves and kids. And he has to have that same choice and conversation with this maester. And then his, his wife, Lena takes things in her own hands. Says, I'm not doing this shit. So I really liked that parallel and how they tied that story together. I thought that was cool. That was a good change for me from the book, but that's where he, Damon just didn't want to deal with it. He didn't want to deal with the politics. That's why they're out traveling, having a good time because he can be his own thing and again she does convince him we're going to go back to dragonstone but that's why they stayed on dragonstone um was to stay away from king's landing rainier didn't have the drama in dragonstone they just kind of did their thing out there uh because it's so far 
removed from the rest of the kingdom for the most part. Chantez loved it. Me yeah, too. I thought, I, I thought that was the best part of the, this episode, to be honest. I thought it was, was a pretty empowering decision and really impactful. Just showed her character and kind of her her moxie in that regard. And I mean, I wouldn't want to die that way, but shoot. Like, yeah. It's got to be quicker than going during childbirth. I, exactly. I will yeah. never know because I can't <laughs> give birth. But to those out there that have, kudos. Real deal. That and Dragon's Fire is pretty gnarly shit, so it's not gonna. It's, you're gonna get toast pretty quick. Um, the other thing I want to talk about is these kids, bunch of little dicks. Um, you get when you have Targaryens. Well, as they say, shocker. Yeah, I mean, I think we all. And... <laughs> yeah, I think we all knew they weren't gonna be the nice. But it's kind of interesting because it shows that there is some closeness there amongst the cousins, regardless, right? So even Aegon, who was kind of a jerk as they're out on the yard before everything went sideways, like he was patting the littlest of Rhaenyra's kids on the back, right? Like, Hey, go get them or whatnot, even though they were bumping into each other. So it, you know, it seemed to me like it was normal, healthy cousin feuds, right? Like I used to wrestle, mess with my cousin. I tackled him one time and broke his collarbone, like shit. So I thought it was really interesting to see that. And then they were messing with the Eamon, Targaryen with the freaking pig. I thought that shit was hilarious. That was, was like, so mean. <laughs> I was like, that's messed up, but that's that's kid shit, right? Like that's that's what they do. So I thought it was interesting. Things aren't gonna stay kind with those kids for long, but can't imagine why. <laughs> yeah. well, no, they're gonna take on as you saw at the the end when they do like the producers and stuff talk like and you think about it in your own life where you take on the beef that your parents have, like whenever siblings and parents and things have a dislike to someone else or a preference, like, and the kids hear those opinions and around it long enough, usually you, you take on what direction your family's going to go for. And it's really hard to break that mold and kind of rise above. And I don't think that's going to be happening here anytime soon. No. No, it's it gets it gets ugly. We all we all want to give each other hugs. It's a really easy thing to do, but it's a lot more fun to be a dick. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, it's a good point. So Chantez brings up they're right. They're only that way because of their parents. Absolutely. Uh, you know, it's like the Hatfields and the McCoys back in the day, right? Like you, by the time that feud ended, nobody knew why it actually started to begin with. Yep. So it's it's one of those interesting things where we take on, like you said, our parents. Well, it's a nature versus bullshit. nurture thing. It's not like the those kids were born to hate each other. They had to be bred into that with interaction after interaction and competition and jealousy and those things. And that's where the real world comes in. And it's not always a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, it's it's silly the things that we learn from the our things parents. you can learn from from the House of the Dragon. <laughs> yeah, taking it to the real world. So when you're a keyboard war keyboard warrior out there, or something <laughs> happens at work, or you got to call customer service, take a breath and remember that life shit happens, and just be nice. Yeah, I heard you say start a feud with. <laughs> <laughs> that's all i heard i heard when something goes bad start a feud i i can see that where you got that out of that alec like I, that <laughs> seems like i can get that um i'm i'm looking forward uh, really looking forward to further episodes i really really want to like 
the adult characters. Like I said, I have no problem with Allison because she seemed like the same character. I think I'm going to have to get used used to the Rhaenyra. And again, it's not that the the actress wasn't good. She was great. It was my prejudice towards the fact that I liked the young Rhaenyra so damn much that I'm having that hard time with that transition. So I'm hoping that next episode we've gotten past that almost feels like a whole new pilot. I'm very interested to see what happens with the kids, um, how they're going to play that story out. Cause we're on the cusp where we're at to some really uh, interesting things getting started. Um, I'm also very interested to see what they're going to do, how they're going to handle the Lenor Damon situation. Cause that shit gets weird real quick too. Um, especially now that Lena's out of the way. Because uh, Lena was the only thing that kept that shit from getting weird for a long time in the book. So, because Damon really did love Lena. So, she was their kindred spirits. But anyway, I'm, I'm really interested. I, I, I've enjoyed it so far. Like I said, if I can get past the weird transition from the old, from the younger to the older, I think I'll be fine. But I'm, I'm more and more on board, even though I had some issues with the original Game of Thrones last two seasons for sure. Cool. Wow. Man, House of the Dragon. I'm impressed. Yeah. Dirt it was fun. Shintez, thanks for joining us. I, I yeah. we love it when you leave the comments. This is this is our favorite thing. This is why we do the lives. It's a lot of fun. We enjoy it. The interaction's a lot of fun. Uh being able to see your guys' thoughts and uh so we appreciate you sharing, taking the time to to put those comments and join us. Thanks for the the love on Facebook too. We we appreciate love getting hearts next to our uh, posts. So thank you so much. Um, thank you for that too. She said she's gonna follow and share. Um, definitely, you know, feel free to go back YouTube. We got all sorts of this stuff. You can check out old episodes of our silly shenanigans and uh, crazy opinions. And yeah, we've been doing this for a while now, so we got some interesting shit out there in the in the ether. But yeah, so speaking of that, Mattson, tell everybody where else they can find us. Yeah, if you want to find us, in, uh, first and foremost, uh, you can find us where a good podcast can be found at What's Our Verdicts or Reviews, um, Spotify, Apple, you name it. Uh, check us out on our social media, most especially with TikTok, uh, Facebook, and Instagram at What's Our Verdict. Um, you can also tune in on our live shows on Mondays for House of the Dragon and Rings of Power, and then Thursdays for Andor currently. Um, we're kind of whipping up our, our October slate for some horror movies and things settling into the, <laughs> the Halloween uh, time period we're excited for. Our website at whatsourverdict.com is currently under a facelift at the moment. We're excited about that when it comes back. But if you want to interact with us um, outside of that, please feel free to email us at hosts at whatsourverdict.com. Uh, come feel free to suggest some stuff to us or just chime in and then lastly we just kicked off our Patreon so a lot of what JJ remarked on a lot of our archived episodes or outtakes or funny things there's three different levels there encourage you to take a look Um, we'd love to interact with you there and give you some bonus content yeah lots of exclusive content on the way Um, we're excited about that so yeah it's been a fun episode gentlemen and uh, again, thanks for joining us live. Shantez, anyone else that's been listening? Sorry again if I butchered your name. Um, I'm really bad at that. But it's entertaining as hell to watch me get through it. Uh, with that, join us next time. Uh, yeah. See you Monday. Yeah, if the storm don't. I love it. Be safe so down there with that hurricane if it comes out. Yeah, let's uh, hope it doesn't tear down the phone lines. We, we want you here next Monday. Uh, we're going to talk some more of this craziness that's going on. And uh, yeah. 
as always, we appreciate you tuning in. We'll catch you on the next one. Bye. Cinemagic out.